This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to week 32. We are 20 weeks out from the full year mark. Definitely excited. We've been doing pretty good. Uh, definitely appreciate all the support so far. Everything's been going really well for us. We, we got a quite a few t-shirts given out today, uh, or, or finally mailed out today. Got one more on the way. Uh, so be on the lookout for that if you are waiting currently for your shirt. Be on the lookout for those in the mail. Should be coming around. Um, so... Make sure, if you haven't already, if you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, that you're subscribing to the podcast, but uh, especially if you are on iTunes, give us that subscribe, rate, and review. We really appreciate it. Helps us out. Helps us find sponsors. All of that. I mean, uh, it's a big deal in moving our small podcast of long ways, and literally one review moves us up tens to, to hundreds of places, so quite literally helps us out a ton every time you do that. Uh, if you do want to find the podcast, you can always follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We are also on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to give our personal accounts a follow, Dustin, you can find him at Dustin Wimmer 22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. Uh, lastly, if you have any sort of suggestions, um, hit us up with an email at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, questions, ask us anything you want to know about the show or anything you want to hear us discuss. Or if you just uh, if if there's um, any opinion that you have that you want to share that with us privately, uh, that is always a good option. Um, and if you haven't, also got to throw that out there. We've been working a little bit more on the YouTube page lately, trying to make the YouTube content a little bit more uh, easily accessible uh, compared to like the rest of the podcast, where it can be a little bit long sometimes. So we got like a little bit of like some short clips and stuff. So make sure you go hit up the the YouTube channel. Same thing. You can just look up tailgate talks on youtube and uh our our podcast channel should come up pretty easily uh so as far as this week's tailgate talks t-shirt giveaway um that is going to be going to the one the only the the infamous Jack. she's been in the chat with us i think almost every single week almost every single episode she's tuned into the show tuned into the podcast so definitely appreciate the love for uh uh that you have for the show Definitely, we reciprocate that. Thank you very much, J-Jack. Uh, we'll be reaching out to you very soon to get that shirt to you. That way you'll uh, be able to support the fact that you are officially part of the Tailgate Crashers. Um, so, uh, I think that kind of wraps up the intro, guys. Let's go ahead and jump into Club Red. We got a little bit of news for y'all this week. Pretty good week with baseball. Uh, basketball, we, uh, we got the, the new facility looking amazing. Got some photos of that for you guys as well. This is uh, Tailgate Talks Club Red. So big news out of Norman. We had a great week. Um, 
That that first game against Oklahoma would have been nice if we would have gotten away with a win there. They went into extra innings. Uh, a little bit of a bummer there, how that played out. Uh, did y'all get a chance to watch any of that or at least see see what happened? No, but I'm looking outside to see if bombs are still falling in Norman. So many. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was it was Hope bad. They took cover over the weekend. <laughs> no, that pretty crazy up there. That was that freak tornado that y'all had the other uh, two days ago or whatever it was. I mean, it was ridiculous how many bombs <laughs> we have hit against Oklahoma it's in four games. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, no, it was still a bummer that you you hit four home runs in that Friday night game. It's kind of a disappointing that you couldn't find a way to win that one, especially when you had your best pitcher throwing on the mound that day. It was, it was big time upset there. And how did it happen? I remember that's what it was. He scored on a wild pitch in the 10th. I was like, dude, it, it, it's saddening to, to see them fight for nine straight innings and then just a wild pitch and they win like, ah. yeah. So I don't know. Uh, but Good, good, good victory. Either way, we take the series win, and you know we, we basically stomp the tar out of Oklahoma all season long, which is always good. Always good to see OU lose. Um, any, any thoughts on this series, guys? Uh, Brooks, Dustin. I think we talked about it right before. It was just one to keep the bats hot, and the bats are still hot. <laughs> I mean, despite losing yeah. that game, it's you still hit four home runs in it, so that's a positive. You hit twelve home runs for the weekend. It's 16 against Oklahoma in four games. So, you know, you'll you'll take you'll take those signs of, you know, life on that offense. You got Cole Stillwell, whose bat seems to be getting hot at the right time. He hit a yeah. home run in every game. Cole Conley hit a home run in every game. Like these dudes are getting hot at the right time. And now if you can just get some good consistent pitching, I think we're gonna be all right. Micah Dallas seems to be throwing his best stuff here late in the season. Um, Dustin, you got anything to add? No, yeah, like we were saying, we hit tons of bombs. It's great to see that. Pitching is still, I mean, it hasn't evened out all year. I mean, that's just something we're going to have to deal with. We usually have one starter that's kind of meh every weekend. Yeah, and Every then weekend. <laughs> one, one set of, like, uh, bullpen guys that kind of lose it for us, but luckily, like both those haven't ran into each other on different days and lost us a series that way. So luckily, we've been able to keep afloat that way. Very true. No, it's been it's been good to watch them. Um, so moving forward, we do have the uh, the Kansas game coming around our Kansas series. It's going to be at the Dan Law. So thank thank God the 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 season ending, I guess if you want to call it, uh, is going to be at home for us. So that's going to be pretty nice. And uh, obviously. Uh, a couple more Big 12 games, three three back to back, starting next th- or this Thursday. So tomorrow, uh, six yeah six thirty. So uh, if you are in town, make sure to go check that out. That's going to be a good series for us. Um, this week uh, we actually jumped up into the top five uh, on on quite a few different uh, quite a few different rankings. So that was that was kind of really good to see, uh, as, especially after dropping a game in Oklahoma. Seeing us still move up in the rankings, I think we jumped two spots this week, if I'm not not mistaken. Uh, yeah, and it just again, it depends on what poll you're looking at. But yeah. D one baseball had us in the top five. That's usually the one I look at the most. Is yeah. I, I think I re- kind of respect what they do at D one baseball, but yeah, it's, it's going to come down to the Big Twelve tournament and mm-hmm. yeah. winning some games there between us, Texas, and TCU because they're only going to give two super regional spots to. Th- those three teams so we need to fight hard and win some games there and at least come in second i would think 
which I mean, yeah, uh, we, we got to take the Big 12 tournament a little more seriously than we usually do. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Dustin always hate the Big 12 tournament because we, we know we never need it, right? Like, yeah, we're right. just, hey, get some more reps in, maybe throw some guys who haven't thrown in a while, get in, get out. I always say just no one hurt. get hurt. No yeah. Hurt. Yeah. That's but big. you might actually need to go in and we need to, yeah. try to make a run this time. Yep. Yeah, well, especially with uh, with so much more competition in the Big 12. Very, very true point there. Uh, well, not so much more, but you know, more than usual, I, I would say. And top-heavy. It's always really yeah. top-heavy in the Big 12. The top two, three teams are usually like right there competing for the College World Series. And then after that, it's just kind of a couple teams might make the tournament. But Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we got to win that series against Kansas. Next week, we'll be looking at the Big 12 tournament. We'll talk to you all a little bit about that. That does start on uh may 26th so that will be a wednesday next week so we'll be recording the episode as the big 12 tournament starts up uh so we'll probably talk about it a little about that a little bit more in depth next week once we get some matchups set up and whatnot uh so let's go ahead and ju- move on to Texas tech basketball uh we're going to open up with the main news of the week which is yes. mac mcclung is not returning is planning on going pro yeah. uh a little bit, in my opinion, a little bit of a loss there. Obviously, uh, that would have been some great scoring with all the people that we've been bringing in to add on to everybody else. But uh, uh, I, I hope him the best of luck. He, he fought pretty hard for us this year. And uh, I, I have no no ill will for him, as, as I do certain coaches. Um, Brooks, what, what are you thinking about this departure, officially, now? Um, I don't agree with it. Uh, I still am going to support him, obviously. Um, you know, he came, he, he did play his heart out last year uh, for us, and, and he was fun to watch. He provided a lot of offensive spark. He, of course, hit an uh, impressive game winner that will always be remembered here. But, man, I just don't understand the move. Yeah. Unless he really feels like his college – career is kind of maxed out and that there's really nothing else he can do to improve his stock that's what it is um and so it's just like well might as well try it out now see what happens and i just i i know he's not gonna go first round second round is a big if but you know if he can work hard go play in the you know, summer league and G league for a little bit. He has a chance. They're undrafted guys make it to the league all the time. Yeah. It just depends on what, how, how it's going to work out for him, what, what he's going to put into it and, you know, see what the results give you later on. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little frustrating. And you're right about that. I don't think he's, he's, I don't think he's ready, but uh, Dustin opinions on this. What do you think, man? On, on the tech side of things? I mean, yeah, we will miss him and his scoring and, leadership because he brought all those things in abundance but it helps the coaching staff and the transfers that are here and just committed because it was a clogged like guard forward heavy team and I know I heard had heard some rumblings of if Matt comes back we might have some roster issues but now it's going to clear things up for those guys and especially those coaches so we can fill out the roster so that helps out on that end very true actually no I, I didn't even consider that like um that they can that they can start actually working towards finalizing their roster and there's yeah. that, that like mac was kind of the last in yep. the air player that we had as far as committing to next season and next year yeah and there are just some like chandler jacobs you got him 
and he's kind of that Mac McClung type position. And there are some rumors that he might not been so happy if Mac stayed, but you know, in the end, I'll be all, I think it'll work out and help us fine tune this roster the way we need to. We've got a lot of guards, so I don't think we're going to really, you know, lack in that department this next year. Oh yeah. I, uh, I think they're going to be solid either way. Uh, McClung would have been nice, but uh, I think that they needed they needed this chapter to close for them to start moving on towards the next one and start building the way that they want to around who they have for sure. But um, it's it's good. I mean, moving forward. Uh, next thing that we do want to talk about is uh, the amazing new facility that we just built. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous facility. Uh, I'm so glad that they did this. Uh, Dustin, what are you feeling about the Dustin? They were, didn't name it properly, but that's okay. <laughs> I donated zero dollars for that. <laughs> what do you think, man? But, how do you, how you feel about the facility? Yeah, Have you looked at all the wow, photos of it? Great. It was also really cool that they invited fans out and gave tours and all that. That's not something a lot of places do. They usually think like, oh, this is ours for for the faculty and the staff and you know students you know that's all i guess to see it but the fact that they're showing it off um and now we can legitimately say we have the best facility in the country mm-hmm. come play here is a huge plus and that video board is massive yeah yeah it's awesome it's no, just it looked- not a lot of schools get facilities like this you know obviously we've been around for a while and we haven't and we haven't had anything near this you know so the fact that you get to throw this out there and it's going to be a huge recruiting tool for us um something that you can offer that not a lot of not a lot of schools can and uh so it's impressive you know we're thankful to have it and we'll see what wonders it works for us i know if i was a young player i would be like dying to play in that, like, that oh, yeah. that's where i get to play ball every day Come look on. look yeah. at the lounge room like I, if yeah. you're watching on the live feed guys uh they better the not be in that lounge room oh, they better God. be on that court i don't uh, look at the tv monitor but when though. they're not on the court i'll be okay with the <laughs> but see, if, if they get a good win i hope they i hope they hit the lounge room. watching yeah. watching film there you go film in the lounge room <laughs> while playing pool <laughs> multitasking this is i mean this is a cool facility like even like the 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 athlete briefing more of the lounge. Yeah, room. they pulled out all the stops on this facility, and uh, now Mark Adams gets three the benefits of it, and you know we'll but, see. You know, kind of uh, part of it. What I do actually like a little bit here is that they did create the same but separate for the guys and girls on the training facility, and mm-hmm. so I'm like uh, even though you know obviously the men's basketball team is kind of the main show right now, you know that they didn't like shortchange the girl side at all they still gave oh, yeah. them just as good of a facility to work with and maybe that'll that'll boost some of the some of the the, the lady raiders uh recruiting being able to come yeah, here yeah. and play you know at this facility, nice facility. this is this is nice this is a really nice facility yeah. um so the next thing we are going to talk about is uh we do have a transfer coming in uh sardar calhoun coming out of florida state um looked him up a little bit but don't know too too much about him another six six guy uh brooks do you know anything about him? Yeah, he fits that 6'6 requirement that you have to have to be able to come play for Texas Tech University. Yeah. Uh, that was Florida the State. only requirement. He's in. Yeah. 
Florida State transfer. He was out of JUCO. He chose Florida State over the likes of like Alabama, uh, University in Austin, um, some other you know notable schools. Didn't play a whole lot last year. Was kind of expected to get more minutes this year. But one thing to note: he shot over forty percent from three. Dude is a bucket from beyond the arc. Eighty-six from the free throw line. So those are some encouraging numbers. There's some good clips of him out there just being able to create his own shot. He has a pretty filthy little step back, but he has the confidence to just get that shot up. He doesn't have to have somebody create it for him. Now, he's good off the pass, uh, but if he has to create his own shot, he's got that ability. So um, lengthy guy, plays pretty good defense as well, which is obviously we're not recruiting guys who don't. So – yeah. Uh, that's something you can expect from him, but definitely a guy that was going to get a lot of minutes at Florida State this year. I think he had actually put his name in the NBA just to kind of get a, get a you know, feel for where he's at. But, you know, ultimately decides to come play some ball here at Texas Tech, and we're happy to have him. I think I think it's a good pickup. Again, uh, he, we're, we're going along the lines of 6'6 and can guard or can, can defend. Uh and and that's been kind of the mo of of Coach Adams, and I, I I'm expecting a, a ton of effort out of out of all these these six six guys, uh, and I, I I'm almost kind of expecting like like a really fast rotation of people getting quick minutes, so like like people getting like three minutes five minutes at a time, and then getting getting rotated out real fast, like like jump, well, keep the effort high keep the effort max yeah. effort and then like sub out take your rest we'll get you in in another five well adams was a big part of the substitutions yep. under uh the previous coaches okay. tenure here and you know one of the things you notice about watching us over the past few years is we get guys in and get out mm-hmm. because one of their their styles was like let's play and win these 4 minutes the, yeah. each 4 minutes until that you know under 16 timeout under 12 timeout let's win those four and so let's just push it as much as we can i would imagine it's going to be pretty similar to that if if adams was in charge of doing that i would imagine there's not a lot of change there you, you can see it in the recruiting like i mean you can yeah. tell he, he's 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 getting guys that are a little bit smaller but can score but are going to be very very good on the defensive end and this is not really that small of a dude. I mean, 6'6", 220. He's got some... Yeah, yeah he'll he's be versatile. He's, he's definitely an interchangeable one through four type mm-hmm. guy, which, you know, we just seem... We are trying to get a lot of those. And now our focus has to shift to... We've got to get lock up a couple of the big guys that we're looking yes. after. And there's... We've got some guys. We're waiting on their decisions. We've got Bryson Williams out of UTEP, who still hasn't committed. There's been rumors that he's... We're the leading candidate to land him, and he would be a huge – he would be a good big guy to add. There's another Juco kid that we're in on um, who I saw a video today of him dominating Cameron Kretwig, the uh, Loyola Chicago big guy. So we have guys in the mix. We're just waiting on them to commit. So, so Dustin, what, what, are, what are you thinking about the, 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 the continuation of 6'6 and, and defensive-minded? I mean, the, the direction of, obviously, Coach Adams is, is – what we expected from him, but uh, any thoughts on this? What do you think for the program? I just like we keep adding guys that have good film. They're not just doing one thing. They do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They're 6'6", six, six, can interchange on defense. So I like all that. I like us filling it out. I hope we can get a big man in the next couple of weeks. 
to really finish the roster and get those guys on campus in the next couple of weeks. That'd be good. Especially, especially before, uh, it'd be really good if we can get that before summer break, but no, I think, I think it's a good move again. Uh, I, I, I think we have enough six, six quick guys and defensive guys. I think we really do need to zone in and get, get those taller guys in there and hopefully get maybe a seven footer or something like that. Uh, how tall are the, how tall are the, the guys that, that have, that we've been looking at? I haven't even looked them up. Like they're they're in that six, nine, six, 10 range. I think one of, I think the Juco guy, I can't remember his name. It's kind of funky, but I think he's like six eleven. Oh shit. Um, Bryson Williams, the UTEP kid. I think he's six, nine, six, 10, but you know, big guys, but at the same time, I'm not going to complain about getting good athletic versatile Mm -hmm. players. I I know I see some people when we got this guy, we're like, get, get a big player. (laughs) We just need basketball players. Mm -hmm. We need dudes who are good at basketball. So I'm, you know, loading up on that fine by me and Wolf. Well, I, I feel like this coaching staff's confident in what they're doing. Coach Barrett Peary is just out here every day repping us like big time. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do, man. I think it's going to be, I think it's, um, they're building up a roster. And uh, like we discussed last, uh, like during last season, a bunch is what we, what we all wanted to see is a a shot at every game. So like, no matter who we're playing, we want to have a shot at winning it. Now, if we lose the game, it sucks, but we had a shot and that's all we really want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The belief factor. And so with everybody that they're bringing in, I do feel like we have that shot so far. Like it feels like a we have that shot on every game kind of yeah. team. So what 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 will turn out of it? We don't know. But um cool. I guess uh we can go ahead and wrap up Club Red. Uh any other takes y'all want to kind of toss in there? Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh let, we're gonna go ahead and toss it over to Dustin for a little bit of NFL talk. Uh let's see here. What do we got going on? NFL full schedules out. A little bit of Rogers uh, talk. Uh, I, I know that uh, somebody from. Well, well, we'll get into it. This is the Tailgate Talks NFL. Are you ready for the so, what do you got for us, Dustin? There's not much. A little bit of overflow from last week. We had the NFL schedules come out. So, you've probably already dissected how your team's going to do for the year and factored in that extra 17th game. So, you're over here counting 10 and 6, and you're like, oh, crap, I forgot one. It's weird, right? Get to, and seven. <laughs> math, math is hard for football people. Don't, so that don't really judge. throws people off. <laughs> Yo, my biggest question. Yeah. How is this going to affect fantasy football? <laughs> I didn't even think about that yet. I didn't either. I mean, I, I guess saw it on another, I saw it on the TV the other day. I guess you got to add uh, another regular season game for yeah. your regular season and then go up until your regular week or two before the end of the season i didn't even consider that all right Brooks. 17 like usual (laughs) yeah i saw it on the tv eating dinner 16 if you usually finish in yeah and it pushes it a week back see i can't even do the math right now (laughs) my brain hurts Uh, sorry sorry dustin didn't didn't mean to do that you you threw him off the rhythm there man jeez all right all right broke so every <laughs> he's got his what's that image of, image with Zach Galifianakis with the numbers yeah. bleeding across his face? All right, so yeah. schedule I'm schedule. Every, about, everybody kind of looked at it. Where, where, what else you got? I think everybody's just pumped about the first game on the schedule that popped out was oh Brady's going back to Foxborough week four, mm-hmm. and it's like well yeah that, you kind of knew that was coming but I guess now that it's on paper you're like all right here it is. 
So we'll see what happens, see how the fans treat them. That's what I'm kind of most interested in. Oh, yeah. Like, Boston fans be are nice to them before and after, but during the game, give them a crappy job. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think all football fans saw that game, and you can get hyped for that. Well, now you got the NFL also taking over the NBA's territory of Christmas Day games. So we're going to have NFL and NBA games on Christmas Day, not just that full slate of NBA. So I'm okay a lot with of people that. are intruding on Brooks's territory <laughs> in that one. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I like more sports on, on holidays. Still in a holiday. You have yeah. Thanksgiving already, NFL. Come on. Yep. <laughs> so how it shakes out, we'll see. You never know. I don't care for the predictions or strength of schedule stuff because so many teams make so many changes. And then yeah. – Kind of like the Steelers were so good 11 and 0 last year, but then if you looked at it, well, they played backup quarterbacks and hurt rosters for that first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, if you just look at the yeah. schedule, you don't know that, but if you actually look into it, then you find that stuff out. So you don't know where teams are going to be, what's going to happen. Don't look that far into <laughs> it. Just yeah, I was hearing, I was listening to a pod and they were talking speak, about a week at a time. <laughs> they were talking about pro- projection models and how they project like based on what the team did last year and how stupid that is. Yes. And, and they were like, why not, why not base it off of what like the Vegas odds on that team this year are? Because those odds are more accurate. Oh my God. A depiction yeah. of yeah. what that team's going to be because yeah. Vegas puts all the work into it and they're not going to give that team. You know, and oh, they, they, don't want, they don't want to lose money. Hell no. Yeah. It's really good for scheduling purposes for the parity of the league to match up. Because if y'all don't yeah. know, little dissection of how they put schedules together. AFC East is playing NFC East. Number one plays one, two versus two, three versus three, and so on. And they rotate different leagues, divisions throughout the season. That's an easy matchup, and that makes sense. But, yeah, the new projections and strength of schedule at this point, it's dumb. <laughs> So, um, ran, random, random, uh, bit of, I don't, uh, it's not news news, but I heard, I heard it come out today and I wanted to kind of catch y'all's opinion on it. Uh, it wasn't really enough time to kind of, I guess, throw that in, but a, a Broncos executive came out and yep. said that they're working on Aaron Rodgers. Dustin, nope, what do you, they what were, do you think? They were working on oh. Aaron Rodgers ah. and they were going to give like two ones, a two and, uh, I can't remember the defensive player, Chubb, the other defensive end on the other side of Von Miller. Bradley Chubb. They had a good package. And honestly, I think the Packers should have taken it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it sucks to kind of get rid of Rodgers, but that relationship's pretty broken, I think. And he's probably going to leave at the end of next year anyways. So you're getting two ones or three <clears throat> ones, a Pro Bowl defensive end. And, I mean, you like those draft picks as Green Bay because you don't get big-time free agents to come up to Wisconsin. And so I don't know if they're going to get a better offer come next year. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that offer still might be on the table. I, I was looking at it, and, and that I doubt it. They, that division no, – The didn't even take the call, basically. Ah, wow, that's so dumb because in that division, the Broncos have the worst quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's a hard division By to win. By far. Yeah. It's not even close. Like, like so, like you need somebody like Rogers to just compete in your own division. That's that's six games a year, and and you really, I mean, Raiders maybe, but uh, Chiefs are obviously going to st- stomp you in the ground 
nine times out of ten. Uh, I, I I love that move. As soon as I heard it, I'm a little disappointed to see it shot down that easily or that quickly. Yeah. But um, do we have any other new, big news going on in the NFL? Uh, I know that, that like, basically, like, all of the talk all week was, like, blah, 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 strength the schedule, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it, it was nonsense because yeah. half the teams are not the same half the teams that they were last year. Like, nah. nah. Um, all right, cool, cool. Well, uh, we do have a, quite a bit of NBA news to be talking about this week. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump over to the NBA. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball, quite a bit of basketball, because uh, we had our NBA win pool wrap up. We have the play-in tournament. We have some playoff predictions that we're going to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump over to Tailgate Talks uh, NBA discussion. All right, Brooks. So uh, fill us in. Let us know how the wind pool went. And uh, let us uh, uh, lead the way, man. What do you got for us in the NBA this week? Yeah, so the NBA season has concluded, which means our NBA wins pool has concluded. It came down to the last day of the season to determine who would finish in last place. And unfortunately for Dustin, he finds himself in third place, he ended up with 197 wins on the season. Arlie took the second place win from him at, on the last day. Arlie has 199 wins to end the season. And of course, I had clinched first place a couple weeks back. I finished off the season with 238 wins. So we have punishments to be dealt here. Woo! On this week's episode of Tailgate Talks, Arlie, do you want to give break the news on the dirt jersey Dustin has to will buy. be having to purchase and wear and wear? <laughs> All right, so we uh, I texted uh, with me and me and Brooks texted about a couple of days ago, and uh, you know I, I was on the verge of winning, but it wasn't sealed in yet. But I was like, we hadn't really talked about it at all, and we we're like, what would make Dustin the most upset? And it's, we, it's hard because there's was, not a lot of you, dudes that he you don't hates. get mad at anybody. You never you've <laughs> never been WNBA. like, well, I've never <laughs> seen you get mad about the WNBA. I've never heard you say like, oh, I hate that. The horrible, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so like, that's OK. See, that's my point, though. Like you we've never seen you get lit up about a player or about a team. Like, I've never seen you just be like Fuck that guy. I, not once. And so like we were talking for about a good like 30 minutes trying to figure out like what to go with. But we know a sports town that you like to shit on consistently all the time. And we know a player who's a certain four step step back. uh, You, you particularly love to shit on. And so uh, we have decided to go with the, with the James Harden Jersey from Houston, not only because it's uh, it's from Houston, but because of certain Twitter followers that are going to blow you up for wearing said Houston uh, James Harden jersey. Okay, I'm gonna break y'all's hearts though. But now that he's on my nets, I'm not that upset about this. It's gonna suck that it's Houston and red, but now that he's once he got to my nets, it's been a great relationship. We're mending things, you know. It's it's going okay. He was he was he was he was gone for half of your relationship so far. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. you're still in last despite <laughs> all of that. It's all right. So. Uh, All right. I would like to just say that 
I like to blame the Celtics for going like five and six over the last week. So my other ideas blowing games and the Pelicans for just tanking once they were out of the rest of it. So thanks for those teams for shitting the bed the last week. Yeah. (laughs) The other ideas I had was to get you one of those God awful Celtics jerseys uh, Uh and like, like a Marcus smart Celtic Mm -hmm. Jersey or a Kyle guy Kings Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i figured i figured that one would probably be best i don't know you, you and me equally share that one um one i didn't know he was even in the nba like on or off yeah, i didn't until, last until that that came, but, so like props to him for just coming back in into our lives i thought he was in the g league or some shit yeah glad he botched that wide open dunk but yeah the, the, the uh, and final... then he tripped himself afterwards surprised the rest well, and come call a foul for him I will oblige. Final, final, final nail in the coffin. I think was just all the Houston hate that you throw out, but then also that we'll have uh, Sir Ryan probably just rip you to shreds on on Twitter for that. Uh, For sure. We've been into many a battle on Twitter, me and Dustin, about James Harden. (laughs) (laughs) Felt right. Uh, All right, all right. But we'll still have to come up with Arlie's punishment, which I think we. Uh, came know. up with like you got the king's cup role or whatever for a couple shows so oh, yeah. i'll have to figure out what your Wait, my king's cup role is we're getting second second place what that was not part of it i thought we were just doing the there was there's like a drinking rule for the show oh yeah i forgot about that. yeah it was so long ago that i understand that you probably did forget it mm-hmm. yeah but so hey, that concludes Jack, welcome to the uh, okay jay jack we have a shirt for you finally sorry to cut you off there brooks uh, she finally mm-hmm. joined the chat uh so i uh, that will be coming your way within the next week uh we'll have dustin drop it off for you uh somewhere around town all right all right take it away brooks sorry what, about that what color am i getting here what color oh you Just gotta go rock basic, red red. red yeah you gotta go full okay. on this is you have to look like a full what's on. your least favorite alternate jersey that the rockets have had i don't even know <laughs> what their alternates are they have this baby blue H town one that's kind of cool, actually. I like that one. Don't get that one. Don't get that one. That's the Oilers colors. No, no, no. You got to go with the Rockets red. Ooh, they have a sick like Hakeem Olajuwon. one. Nope, not that nope. one. Nope, nope. It's got to got to say Harden on the back. Got to be hey. one that you hate. <laughs> they don't have any like. I mean, just their regular reds, ugly, and they're white. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, that's, a, that's that one. That's the point. <laughs> they're black, not bad. Yeah. I don't mind most of their jerseys, actually. Like that, that, that Oilers blue one. Uh, yeah. I think that one actually does look really good. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on with the episode. Uh, Brooks, what else do you got for us in the NBA? I know we got uh, the play-ins that started right now going on. Uh, what you got, man? Yeah. So first play-in tournament. Well, not technically the first play-in tournament. We had play-in games last year, but tournament style, this is the first year of it. And so far, they have not gone the way that the NBA would have liked. Um, The Indiana Pacers just blew out the Hornets last night, and then the Celtics dominated the Wizards. Uh, So the Celtics have locked up the seventh seed. They will take on the second seed, Brooklyn Nets, in the first round. And the Wizards will play the Pacers tomorrow night to just see who gets that eight seed. Uh, the Western Conference play-in tournament is tonight. The Memphis Grizzlies currently hold a 
seven point lead over the Spurs at the half as we speak. And the Lakers and Warriors will play tonight, which is going to be and has been the most talked about playing game. This was the whole reason why the playing game idea worked is that you got a matchup like this with the Lakers and LeBron versus Steph Curry and the Warriors, which a matchup alone would be fun, but their history makes this one even better. We know their history. If you're an NBA fan, multiple finals appearances against each other, multiple times of shade thrown back and forth at each other, other over the years, but all of a sudden a renewed love for each other this year. They played in the NBA all-star game together. They had a hell of a time playing with each other. LeBron has named Steph as his MVP for this year. Dustin, what are your thoughts on this game tonight? I think the NBA got exactly what they wanted. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better matchup. I know LeBron hates it. Steph probably loves it because he actually has a trash team around him and pulled that team into this eight seed in this play-in game. Yeah. So good for him. I think he legitimized himself a lot more than – what people want to give them with this kind of team in this kind of season. But I don't think either of these teams are going to struggle. Whoever loses and has to play Memphis or San Antonio the next day. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not worried about them. Now on the other side, I don't know. Pacers showed up so they could upset the wizards. Who knows? <laughs> Possible. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? That's kind of right. You didn't get, you didn't get like, I don't know. I think yeah, it's interesting to see where these teams fall after tonight. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see because I really do believe that the Lakers' best chance of making a finals run is going to be a win tonight and being the seventh seed against the Suns because yeah. the Suns have no interior defense really, and it's going to be really hard for them to defend a LeBron and Anthony Davis led squad. Of course, the Lakers also have Andre Drummond. Um, and so it, it's going to be really hard for them to stack up inside against them. So if you're Lakers, I think locking up the seven seed is very important tonight. Uh, definitely a more favorable matchup than going up against the Utah jazz. I will say this. I'd like the setup of the play in tournament. Um, a lot of people, have varying opinions or and are shitting on it. And I like it that you have basically four teams. One's an elimination game. One's a win in your end game. And then you have another elimination game. And so it's pretty cool how they set it up. And I like that aspect of it at least. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a good change. And obviously we get more gameplay out of it. We get more intense gameplay out of it. You know, you're not getting – you know, people sitting out or people trying to trying to rest up or anything like that. You're you, you know they need to win that game to move forward. So like, yeah. you're, you're getting people's uh, best shot. The yeah. crazy thing was, I think, I think out of you know all the teams playing on that last Sunday of the season, every team had a game. Uh, twenty, like twenty three or twenty four of yeah. the whatever NBA teams all had something to play for that last day yeah. because some teams were still in the fight to, you know, try to get that nine or eight seed. Some teams were a one seed trying to hold on. So it definitely made that 
last day of the season meaningful. And I think that yeah. was the whole goal of this was to try to add some more intrigue to it and not just like fast yep. forward to the playoffs, like kind of every other year is just, Hey, get us to the playoffs. Well, it gave value to the regular. I mean, we talked yeah. about it before, but it just, it gave value where there was none to the regular season. And so no, this was, this is going to be good. Uh, I, I, I yeah. kind of, I kind of expect the Lakers to win tonight. I think it's going to be a little bit more hard fought though. I don't, Predictions have it at like about a twelve point win. Uh, Vegas has it at, at five and a half. Um, but um, yeah, we'll get to our predictions on that. It yeah, is yeah, yeah. one of our shot bets. Yeah, but yeah. let's let's kind of dive into some of the stuff we've already got set for the first round of the NBA playoffs. They're set to kick off Saturday. So if you're catching this Friday, that's tomorrow. So we know a few of the matchups so far. We know five of the matchups. Let's start off in the Eastern Conference. Matchup that was determined last night by the Celtics winning is the Boston Celtics as the seventh seed versus the two seed, the Brooklyn Nets, Dustin's Nets. My so, Nets. Dustin, I'm guessing these are both of your teams from this last yeah, season. Wait, so. are, are they not your Celtics anymore? No, what no, happened? No, what? No, what, no, what? No, they're your Celtics. They them. They're your Shit, Celtics. They broke up. Most of the season. <laughs> they're lucky that Jason Tatum went off for a 50-burger, and now they're going to get their face rubbed into the court for four games and just ran out of town real fast. And to add the cherry on the top, Kyrie Irving will be destroying Boston, whom he, you know, departed a couple years ago. Disowned them. Yeah, so uh, I I don't really think there's a lot to talk about with that series. Yeah, yeah. So the next series in the Eastern Conference is the 3-6 battle, which is very intriguing. Mm -hmm. The Milwaukee Bucks... Versus the Miami Heat, a rematch from last year's Eastern Conference semifinals where the Miami Heat mopped the floor with the Milwaukee Bucks and drew in the question, will Giannis remain a Milwaukee Buck for the rest of his career? He has since signed, you know, a long-term deal with the Bucks, so that remains to be seen. But we enter this series as the Bucks, probably the favorite here, in my opinion, but the Heat have a chance. The Bucks added drew holiday in the off season. And I think that's going to be the key. So got a staff for you guys. Mm. So drew holiday averaged 19 points, 7.3 assists and four rebounds in three regular season games against the heat. That is production that they did not have last year at the point guard position. They had Eric Bledsoe, who was a liability on offense, a good defender, but drew holiday brings scoring as well as being probably the best defensive guard in the NBA to go along with Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I do think the Bucks have successfully built a team that is built to last this postseason. I've got the Bucks taking this one. Arlie, where do you stand between I, the Bucks and the Miami Heat? I think it's going to be a little bit more of a back-and-forth series, not as much of domination as we got from last year. Um, especially with it being the first round, uh, they're 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 obviously going to have a little bit a little bit to prove here. I, I got to roll with the Bucks as well. Uh, I think I think Giannis just kind of really steps up. He's got another year under his belt. He's matured a little bit more, and, yeah. and and he can handle himself a little bit more or a little bit better come the playoffs. Yeah, Dustin, you want to hear this Jimmy Butler stat before you make your selection here? Hell yeah! <laughs> so Jimmy Butler is the key. This heat season has kind of been derailed because of lots of injuries between all of their good guys. Goran Dragic has been hurt. Jimmy Butler has been hurt. Um, but 
when Jimmy Butler is playing, the Heat are 33 and 19 and have held p- opponents to 106.1 points per game, which would rank second in the NBA this season. Without Jimmy Butler, they're 7 and 13 and they give up 113 points per game. Jimmy Butler's the difference, Dustin. Do you think that's enough to carry the Heat? Is Jimmy Butler playing in this series? Yes, sir. Yeah. Good. I've heard. That's why I was taking the Heat anyways, because I think all they right. have a better player in all this in Jimmy Butler. Rolling with Jimmy Buckets, okay. And yep. Jimmy Butler, we've seen it before. Can Giannis bring himself to a level to make him the best player in a postseason series? Can he do that? I, I think this is I don't the know year, if I think this is the year I've seen Jimmy it. Butler do it, but I don't know if Giannis can do it. And that's why I like Jimmy Butler more. Why, I think that's why this series is so intriguing to me because now we've, we saw what happened last year. Jimmy made himself an alpha mm-hmm. and he turned him, he changed the trajectory of his career. He was always going to be like a good player, but he's Kenny's, can he be a player that you can win it all with? And while they didn't, I think a lot of people believe that you can win him. Uh, win the finals with him being your best player. He came two games away from it. Yeah, I think I think I think he did a great job in changing the narrative about himself too. Because for for years he was just kind of like the the whiny teammate who could put up stats. So, yeah, he definitely. I think had that a, was a false yeah. narrative, though. I think it was more he's too big of a competitor and hard ass for some of these other guys, and won't back off. And yeah. he just wants to win and play ball. Yeah. He finally found an organization and a bunch of dudes around him that want to do that. And a coach. Yeah, heat culture. They don't preach heat culture for no reason. There's they obviously don't preach a thing that culture there. in Minnesota. That's no. for damn sure. Oh yeah. I, I don't <laughs> blame no, him don't. for it, but but he did because that was the narrative that was rolling with him for so long. Was just that was that he was just like he was he was constantly arguing with people, were constantly complaining, people were constantly trying to push him, and even though that's like. Uh, we, we 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 praise Kobe for it. Jimmy Butler does it, and he he's a whiny, needy teammate. And so, like him doing well on the Heat and having such an impact, uh, changed the narrative, in my opinion. And uh, I I think it yeah. kind of altered. Uh, I guess everybody wanted to pull for him. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting series. It'll definitely be probably my favorite Eastern Conference series to start off. Uh, you know, the playoffs here. Both really good teams. If you're the Heat, and you can beat the bucks it's going to be a hard road but we've seen them do it before the bucks it's the time to prove it you know for giannis here they built this team for him and it's you know a first round exit would definitely be an embarrassment uh for this team so next and final known matchup of the eastern conference finals we got two newbies to the squad here it's the new york knicks Versus the Atlanta Hawks, two teams that probably nobody at the beginning of the year saw being in the playoffs. I specifically did not see either of these. I think I bashed the Hawks saying they're not going to be good because, you know, Trey Young isn't all that good. Well, here they are, a five seed. The Hawks were out of the playoff picture sitting at 14 and 20 when they fired their head coach, Lloyd Pierce, midseason. And since then, since promoting Nate McMillan, their assistant coach they had coach they have since gone 27 and 11 to earn the five seed in an impressive stretch down the last part of the season they go against the knicks who have a defensive-minded coach in tom thibodeau we know he thrives on the defensive side of the ball and playing his players a lot they have faced trey young and the hawks 
three times this season, and they have come up victorious all three times this season. And Trey Young has shot 36.2% against the Knicks in these regular season games. That is his second lowest against any team in the NBA that he's faced at least three times. So, Arlie, mm. Knicks or Hawks, who you got? I just threw you a load of stats right there. I... We've got we've got two teams with very little playoff experience. I think the most experienced player coming in for the Hawks is Clint Capella. And the most experienced player for the Knicks is Derrick Rose. So I I'm gonna go upset on this one. I, I think the Hawks pull this one off. I think the lack of experience and the the um oh, what do you want to call it? Like the excitement out of New York have being back in the playoffs after after quite the break and and the the season that they had I think is going to uh, overwhelm them and I think the Hawks kind of close this one out they've they've been a consistent playoff team uh, lower seeded but they've been a, a relatively consistent playoff team over the over the last couple of years and I think that that experience is going to pay off in their benefit and I think they win this one. That's in. I think your head is at? the most intriguing matchup of the East and just because you have two unknowns. The most thing you know about this whole matchup is Tom Thibodeau, the coach of the Knicks. And most of the time, unless he's had a dude like Derrick Rose, his teams run out of gas come playoff time. Now, I don't think they ran out of gas yet, but I'm only picking the Knicks just because I'm not picking Trey Young. Mm. <laughs> Respect. But I think this will be a good series, and I don't know how much further the Knicks are going to take it. Yeah, I'm I'm rolling with the Knicks in this series too. I just think their defense provides, um, you know, the differentiating thing in this series. I think both offenses have a tendency to maybe stall when you know if Trey's not hitting, who's going to provide the offense for the Hawks? Uh, Julius Randle has been a bona fide star this season. Can he do this in a playoff series and continue to have this success in his first ever playoff series? Um, and so there's a lot of intriguing things about this. I, I want it just kind of for New York fans to get crazy again and then only to have their hearts ripped out from them in the second <laughs> round. But uh, that and also I don't want Trey Young to win. So <laughs> so Nix it is for myself. All right. I was taking personal feelings out of it, but fine. <laughs> no, personal feelings. Yeah. Personal feelings always involves. I will never make a pick without personal feelings somehow. (laughs) (laughs) That does it kind of for the Eastern conference. Uh, We'll get into our finals projections, but we got Western conference games. Of course, we only know two of the series so far. Of course, the jazz and Suns are sitting here tonight watching and waiting to see who they could possibly be playing in the first round, but the three, six matchup has been determined. They played on the last game of the season. They were our shot bet. It's, Arley's Nuggets and Dustin's Blazers as a three versus the six seed. So just a little bit of a stat, not much of one, not really much to find in this series, but you know, the trailblazers defense finished the regular season 29th in defensive rating, becoming just the third team to ever finish that low and make the playoffs terrible defense. But on the last stretch of the season, their defensive rating was 12th in the NBA. So maybe they've turned a corner by not playing their shitty bench players and just rolling out Dame, CJ, uh, Nurkic all game long. Who knows? Also, Jamal Murray is out. So who has the advantage? 
Dustin, your Blazers came on strong down the stretch. This is the, this is the Carmelo series. It's the Carmelo the, series. It, it is. We got the Nuggies and the Blazers. Uh, but I don't think that Portland's uh, basically lack of defense is going. I think that's going to bring them down and be there. Their Achilles heel. I mean, they have the best clutch player in the league in Dame, but I think the Nuggets are going to kind of control how this series and how games go. And most of the time, those teams win. And they just have, I think they have more solid players rather than more up and down players like the Nug- uh, the Blazers do. Yeah. Arlie, uh, your Nuggets, they uh, I... helped propel you to a second place finish. Do you think the Nuggets have enough to? I do. I, off, uh, I think in, Blazers. in a full series, yeah. I think the Blazers take one or two games in that, but in a full series, I don't think that the uh, that they have a shot at upsetting the Nuggets. Um, they they're gonna win one or two games. I, I I believe that because Dame is just too much to be silenced. But in a full series, that Jokic Yo, 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 could not spit it out. Being uh, what will most likely be the NBA MVP, um, it, it's just. Not not in a full series. Head to head, maybe one game. You, it, it could be a toss up, but over a full series of games, Nuggets take this one nine times. This is out of my 10. favorite Western opening series. Though. Me too. I do like this one a lot. I like it, and I'm gonna go upset. I'm gonna go Dame time, and I'm gonna go Blazers with this one. <laughs> and this is mainly because I do think the Blazers have kind of found a rotation that they think they can get by with. And I don't really know who's going to step up and be the second guy for the Nuggets. Sure, Michael Porter Jr. has had a great year, right. but what's he going to be like in the playoffs when they need a consistent second guy? Can we really rely on him in his just his second full season? Um, they've got some injuries. You know, Jamal Murray was huge for them in the last playoffs. They're not going to have him to rely on who's going to step up. I don't know who it is. And my top two players, besides Jokic in this series, Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. Yeah. And I think I think they have enough that they could possibly pull an upset here. I mean, either way, it's not going to shock me in this series. Yeah. But no. I just yeah. remember last time they played in the playoffs, it was a blast. There was like a four-overtime game that me and Dustin were texting throughout, like, holy shit, are you watching this? This is incredible. I hope the series – I was cheering just for more overtimes. Yeah. <laughs> give, me, <laughs> give me another. Each overtime was electric, and I was like, I never want this to end. Yeah. So let's hope for, uh, you know, this, the sequel is just as good as the first one uh, in this series. Our second one, we've got the Clippers and the Mavericks, a rematch from last year's first-round playoff series that saw the Clippers prevail over the Mavericks in six games – but we had our fair share of Luka Doncic moments in that series. We were proved that he is a gamer in the playoffs. He's going to step his game up a level. This series is my favorite of the first rounds. I do like Nuggets Blazers, but this one I find super fun and intriguing. We got the Clippers. You never know what you're going to get from them. They've got two really good players in Kawhi Leonard and Nicholas Batum. I'm just kidding. I was like, wasn't wait, wait, wait. Pop. That wasn't what I was expecting. Hold on. <laughs> no, don't do wasn't, that. Wasn't going to give playoff P any credit. Um, I mean, he's all right, but we'll see how he does in the playoffs. Uh, as a duo, Kawhi Leonard 
and Paul George ranked first in offensive rating at 122.5 and true shooting percentage at 64% and second in net rating at plus 17.6 among all two-man lineups with at least 1,000 minutes together. So we know they've got a formidable two-man lineup. Can the rest of their players step up? Arlie, I know you're a huge Mavericks fan. Who do you got here? <laughs> oh, see, uh, okay, and we, we've talked about this in the past. I can't stand injury-prone or or uh, constantly sitting out players. I don't like it, and so I'm gonna ride this one on on an emotional hope that I hope the Mavericks beat the Clippers. Uh, I can't stand this whole this whole. Uh, Oh my God! What did they dub it? What did they call it? The the player sitting out on purpose. Yeah, let's uh, talk about resting. that real quick because the Clippers in the last week decided to lose to the Rockets and the Thunder, like two mm-hmm. of the worst teams in the league, in order to quote unquote rest players, but also position themselves in this four seed to avoid the Lakers allegedly. Little bitches. So, there's that, but the Lakers decided to play everybody and went five out of six, and they're starting to roll now. So, yeah, to Arlie's point, it's it it it, it pisses me off, honestly. Big. Like like uh, okay, because like and uh, I'm I'm stealing this one from from Colin Coward a bit, but like you know you, you got to think of like the kid that's like so excited to go see his favorite team go play, and then he shows up in the stadium and they sat him for the night. And he just to give him some rest going into the playoffs. Like, no, no, you, you can't do that to a fan base and expect them to follow you. I want to see the Clippers lose because I don't want to see them uh, rewarded for sitting players. And in all honesty, uh, even though Kawhi, playoff Kawhi, has, has had phenomenal moments, I haven't seen it in two years. And Paul George, I haven't seen him show up in the playoffs. I don't, I don't, a uh, uh, big, big, anyways, that I can think of. So I, I really, even though they're a good duo, I really do, as much as I love to bash on Dallas, hope the Mavericks pull this off. That, so Mavs are my pick. I love Luka Doncic. Like, uh, it, it, I, I have to roll with him. Dustin, our resident Mavericks fan, are you feeling the Mavericks in this series, or do you think the Clippers are going to prevail? I think the Clippers will prevail, but not easily. You've seen from the bubble and then this year, the Mavericks have given the Clippers a lot of problems, a lot of tough games, a lot of Luka moments, like you said. Mavericks won two out of three from the Clippers this year. Um, I also saw a stat, I don't have it in front of me, but that the Clippers and that Kawhi are the least clutch, one of the least clutch teams in the league in the playoffs. Um, so that's not good, <laughs> obviously. Um, I don't think that's going to come into that big of a factor just yet. Mm -hmm. I think it comes down to a six or seven game series. um, And you see some more Luka moments and the Clippers barely sneak out of there. Yeah. Well, what do you you think of Brooks? I'm going, I I think the Clippers will ultimately prevail in this one. I like Dustin think it's going to be a really good hard fought series. I think Luka is going to probably have, a few of those moments where you're just like, damn, this boy's good. He's going to be a future MVP and future finals champion at some point in his career. I still think it's too soon for him. And I 
do think the Clippers are just a lot better. Now I do agree. Uh, they rested their players a lot this year, but I, I think this year is an exception in that being that it was such a crammed in year Their dudes are teams are playing like five games in seven days. Like, yeah, you kind of want to rest your players. Uh, you want to make sure they're healthy for the key points in the season. There's no fans this year. So who gives a damn, <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of fans. So who cares about the 5,000 people that are going to see it? They can afford those games. They've yeah. probably been able to see those guys plenty of times, but it does with the Clippers last year, it was a team functionality. It just didn't seem like they clicked right. And so far this year, it's hard to determine if they click right or not. Yep. Um, when they're healthy, they're going to be really good, but you know, what can we get from their bench guys? And we've never seen playoff P do anything relevant. So playoff PP. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think the Clippers win, but also it, I would love it. I would absolutely love it if they lost. It would be a yep. joy, a big joy in my heart to see them fail uh, in the first round. I, I agree with y'all. I think I think the Clippers statistically and, and talent-wise are the better team and should win a series playoff, but I want to see them lose so much that I'm picking the Mavs. Like, I, I just I, I want to see them not get rewarded for the Clippers are like a, such a fun team to hate. Oh yeah. And it, it would really just are. be, especially with how their last postseason ended, it just would be a cherry on top to have them go out mm -hmm. to Luka Doncic, just flame throwing them out of the first round. Um, like even I would love to see, I love watching Luka crush. Like I just love it, dude. Yeah. So that wraps up all of the first round matchups that we know about. Let's get into what the people really want to know as the playoffs are going to begin. Who do we've got playing in the NBA finals? Dustin, I'll let you start us off. Who's your matchup? What so, teams are you watching for? What scenarios do you see kind of playing out here as the playoffs are set to begin? Perfect timing because that's what my stat of the week is over. All right. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Let's take that for data. What do you got for us, Dustin? So, Brooks, you're not going to like this one either, just like last week. I freaking knew it. I knew <laughs> it. You're going to take that one about the – yeah. But I went more general with this one. This is not Lakers aimed, but I went back all the way to 1970. And since 1970, there's only been six teams – outside the top three in their conference that have made the finals. So it doesn't bode well for your Lakers right now. Those six teams are the Rockets in 81 and in 95. They're both six seeds. The Knicks in 99 were an eight seed. I had to look at that like three different times. Lockout season. Like, but hey, it's there. That was a 50 game season. And that was a weird season. Celtics in 2010, Cavs in 18, Heat in 20. They were all four seeds. Of course, the Cavs in 18, LeBron was kind of resting. They mm -hmm. were getting everything kind of healthy. Heat last year, it was bubble season. Um, and only one of those teams won the finals, and that was the 95 Rockets. So three Ooh. seeds above is where it's at. Mm -hmm. But there has never been a seven seed like this Lakers team. And there's not that many three seeds either. There's probably only about – 10 or 12, three seeds that had made it and a few that had won. So it's a lot of ones and twos that come out winning this. Um, to go back to the bracket and what we're talking about, I do have the Lakers upsetting the Suns in the first round. 
So they're making it a little bit, but I'm going to take a leap of faith here with the Utah Jazz out of the West. Okay. And then, of course, my Nets. And then my Nets to win it all. All right. There you have it, folks. The Jazz are screwed. <laughs> Inevitably, they're going to go up against the Titan, the Titan Nets, who haven't played but like twenty games together. All right, so still. Yeah, I know, right? So, so Arlie, we've heard Dustin's predictions: Jazz versus the Nets. Nets coming out as champions. Arlie, who do you have this season? I claiming the title. This is, a, I mean, this is kind of hard because, like, you have Clippers who, who haven't played much together overall. You have Brooklyn who hasn't played much together overall. Uh, Milwaukee's inconsistent on the other side. Uh, the two teams that I really feel like if they get their mojo going right, and it's really dependent on LeBron's... Uh, on LeBron's injury and how much he's going to, how much, how well he can play after that. Uh, I, I'm actually pulling for and, and would, wouldn't be surprised to see Lakers versus 76ers. I like doc, but that, that is going to be my pick for the finals. I think uh, that matchup uh, would be a lot of fun to watch to see doc rivers in the final again. And uh, I, I do think uh, uh, Lakers are going to repeat. That's going to be my pick for this year. God damn it, Arlie. It's like you copied and pasted. Did I? Is that what you said? <laughs> I am going Lakers over the 76ers, but let me explain it all to you, and right. here's how it's going to go down, but don't take my word for it, but take my word for it at the same time. <laughs> this one was tough for me. I debated, I debated like Suns, Jazz for a little bit. Here's my problem is both of those teams have never had like playoff runs the core of their guys have never had long successful playoff runs yet so it's hard for me to trust either one of those teams i think the suns are a terrible matchup for the you know having the lakers in the second round that's awful for them the jazz i just uh donovan mitchell's been out for a month i don't know how they reincorporate him they still have been playing well but i don't know what that team is really the clippers were a team that i was legit thinking about until they became the biggest bitches in the world and tried to avoid playing the Lakers because they're scared of them. That just shows me that they're scared of them. And I think the Lakers dominate them mentally. And so a Lakers Clippers, I, I don't see the Clippers winning because they're afraid of them. Right. So that's how I, I, I'm just nervous about the injuries. I really am. That's the only reason that I'm skeptical, but if they're healthy, I still think they're the best team in the West Sixers. I got the Bucks knocking off the Heat in the second round, and I've got Sixers Bucks seven game series. Give me the Sixers with the home court at the end. I, I think the Bucks have the matchup defensively on the on the Nets, where Giannis can slow down KD, Drew Holiday can slow down either Harden or Kyrie, whichever one he's on. And it's not about keeping them scoreless; it's just about making them inefficient, making them take like twenty five shots to get. Yeah you know, 20 points or whatever. Um, and the and even if the Sixers play the Nets, I think the Sixers match up defensively. I think those are the two Achilles heels for the Nets is teams that can match you defensively, but also match you offensively. So, um, and also I just want to believe that 
you can't just throw together a squad at the very last minute and go win the NBA championship. Yeah, Same. <laughs> so and you're like, ah, fuck it. Here's three I guys. Mean, I mean, we, we had seven games together, eight we, games together. So the good thing about this whole playoffs is you have six or so teams from both sides that are pretty decently legitimate. Like, Nobody is a super favorite in this whole playoffs on both sides. You have so many inconsistencies with rosters and not playing together because of injuries. And like, there's a lot that could happen. It's pretty exciting. Like any one team can fall at any minute. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Lakers are the favorite. The Lakers are the favorite and they're not even in the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) True. Like they don't even guarantee to find that real quick. So right now these playing games are the postseason, but not the playoffs. But not the playoffs, yeah. Right. All right. Let's get that straight, and I'm glad y'all agree with me. Sure. Yeah. Postseason because yeah. the regular season is over, but we're not to the playoffs yet. This postseason, not playoffs. But there's stat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird. The Grizzlies are two-time playing game. They've been in. They were in the play-in tournament last year they, and this year. They have experience. <laughs> um. Yeah. That's why they're winning this I, game. But I'm excited. I think that's why this playoffs is so intriguing to me is just there's so many unknowns. You have yeah. no idea what you're getting from, you know, even the favorite is like such a could be such a clusterfuck because if LeBron's ankle's bad. LeBron's ankle holds up, yeah. yeah. And that was the, huge question marks. And the ankle is like the easiest thing to tweak uh, by far, and like in a basketball game. how he plays because he yeah. plays strong with a big cut, like uh, like – I, I, I yeah, can see so it. my I could, prediction could fall through in, in, like in tonight. A day. <laughs> it could yeah. it could fall through tonight. <clears throat> yeah, but oh. yeah, both of y'all's predictions might not even make it to Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah, completely possible. But if we're talking, but also could make it to the last day of the season. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's just so much of it's riding on that ankle. Honestly, it, it, if he plays well, if he if he yeah. he we already know they're going to mesh well. We know the majority of the teams played together for a while, so it's really just depending on on his output or contribution to the game. So like, if he can get in there and if he's playing even even seventy five to eighty percent of it, they're going to be fine. They're going to beat they're going to beat uh, Golden State, and then they'll they'll move on and have a decent shot against Phoenix. Like I'm not too worried about them in the playoffs. If he's playing at, let's say 80% capacity or more. I heard conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Well, not really conspiracy theory, but it was just like, if LeBron's really Chris Paul's best friend, don't you think he would lose tonight just so he gets the eight seed? So he doesn't have to knock him out in the first round. <laughs> No, I was like, he no, to win no. So he doesn't have to win yeah, no. game before the playoffs. No, I, he, I, just thought, I thought that I know they were going to win, but I just thought that was funny. It was like, if, he's that, take... if he really considers Chris Paul friend, <laughs> he should lose and get the eight seed. <laughs> oh man! But all right, so that does it for us on that. I've got a graphic for you guys that we're gonna drop on our social medias. It's kind of a fun one that I created. If you screenshot it, type yeah. in your NBA champion out of the matchups and send it to us, we would appreciate it. So be looking for that once we've got all the teams in the playoffs locked down. Um, but, yeah, playing games are got going on tonight uh, and tomorrow night and Friday night. Playoffs begin Saturday. Looking forward to it. 
you're listening to us on Friday, get ready. It's going to be good. It's going to be very good. Uh, well, that was fun. That was good. Uh, I think we have a really good NBA uh, postseason and uh, playoffs coming around. Uh, I'm definitely yeah. – do the oh, – do the. Yeah, I, I kind of heard somebody m- like mutter it earlier, but I wasn't sure. Do stats for play-in count as postseason or playoff stats? What do they count as? I don't count think they as? count for either. They what don't count they, for anything. They're just they're just they're they're just playing the games just to get in and that's it like yeah like 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 like, like, like a consolation game that doesn't matter like as far as yeah. the stats go. Yep. So so in Tatum dropping thirty just meant nothing or fifty mean, meant yeah. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> meant they team his team won. That's I'm, about it. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just wondering. <laughs> I, I was wondering about, like like if the stats counted because they're not in the playoffs, but they're still yeah. Postseason all play. sort I, of I don't know. things they got to. It's all sort of things that the NBA will have to figure out down the yeah. future. But I was just kind of curious about like, like somebody muttered it, and I was like, you yeah, know, that's a good point. I have no idea where that where that falls. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead. We're gonna jump over to shot bets. We're gonna discuss last week's shot bets that we had between the Rangers and Astros, Nuggets and Blazers. And then we'll we'll give y'all. Our shot bet picks for this week. This is Tailgate Talk Shot Bets. We're going streaky! Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and jump into the first one, one that I'm very happy and proud of, but another person on the pod is not too excited to talk about. The Astros end up sweeping the Rangers in a four-game series, uh, closing it out on, uh, what was it, Sunday? Sunday, uh, 6-2 to two with a win over the Texas Rangers. Uh, me and Brooks ended up picking the Astros in this one. Dustin, of course, rode with his hometown team at Dallas and ended up taking the L. Uh, good for the Astros, obviously. They needed a bit of a win there, but it looks like Dustin's going to take his shot now. Cheers to you, bud. Uh, so, um, our second game that we're going to take a look at, it was the Nuggets versus the Trailblazers. Um, the Nuggets were obviously already locked into the playoffs. Trailblazers needed that win to move up a seed and stay ahead of the, uh, Lakers. And y'all did call it Denver Nuggets slept on this game a little bit. And, uh, the starting five for Portland in this game, I I went and looked it up and the starting five, they had like. Four players over 30 points? Something crazy? Yeah, as I was talking about in their series, they narrowed down their rotation to where they have like seven or eight guys that they're just playing every night because the rest of their guys suck. Lillard, 31. McCollum, 31. Covington, 29. Powell, 33. Like, that that was their starting roster. And that, like, I thought it was just Dame went off and they just blew him up. But, no, they beat him by 16. Well, what was funny about this was, right, like the Nuggets, if they they were just hoping that the Clippers would win and they would get that four seed, but because the Clippers were tanking, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the Nuggets tanked and still ended up in the three spot. But, you know, it was a good it was a good it was a good pick for the for the game last week. I'll take the dub. You took the dub. I take the L on this one. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that warmed up a bit. That was not as good. Yeah, All right. I, I should have taken it way earlier. All right. So um, that wraps up last week's shot bets. We do have one game going on tonight. Starts in about 30 minutes. That is the Warriors versus the Lakers, the play-in game. One that we've been looking kind of forward to all season. Even though uh, I think 
me and Brooks are the main ones that are pulling for the Lakers this season. And we didn't want to see them in the play-in game. Uh, this is probably about as good as you can hope for as far as a matchup and star power goes. So, Golden State Warriors, Los Angeles Lakers, play-in game, shot bet. First one happening here in about 30 minutes. Dustin, who who are you taking for your pick in this game? Therefore, your shot bet. Going with the Lakers. I don't think LeBron lets them lose. I mean, Steph could go off, sure, but that's the only thing that's going to keep the Warriors in or winning this game. There's a lot of things that could help the Lakers win this game. So I'm going based off of that. You know, LeBron and a lot more factors into this. Good point. Good point. Um, I think what, what was the series matchup in between the two of them? Three, two. It, it was like a one game. It was shorter. Um, Brooks, what are you taking for your shot bet pick? Warriors, Lakers. What do you got? Yeah, I think y'all know team LeBron here. Uh, of course I'm going to go with LeBron, but here's my X factor tonight. It's Dennis Schroeder. Okay. This is a stat I just realized I had for earlier, but I remembered it. So I'm going to give it to you now. Get it. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, according to Second Spectrum, nobody has guarded Curry as much as Dennis Schroeder has this year. In 117 half-court matchups, he has held Steph to an effective field goal percentage of just 40.6, much lower than Steph Curry's average of 61. That's a 21-point drop right there. So Dennis Schroeder, pretty decent defender you're not going to stop Steph but if you can make him inefficient and you can contain him make him shoot more than he needs to you're going to have a chance and it's just kind of about limiting him and making the other Warriors beat you I don't think they can do that I think LeBron AD got this one Lakers all day seven seed to the title let's go I I think that that was part going to be part of my take for this as well I'm taking the Lakers along with the both of you uh, just because of that, because the, the Golden State Warriors have become one-dimensional and the Lakers are one of the best, if not the best, defensive teams in the NBA and they're going to have LeBron back and they're, they're, they need to shut down really one person. I, I expect them to not real, really be able to shut him down because, again, one, one of the best three-point shooters and just straight-up shooters in possibly all of NBA history, but I do expect them to slow him down enough to where... I mean, I, Draymond Green's not going to beat anybody. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, like, no. I, he might beat somebody. Well, yeah. physically. Physically. Gonna, but, but, no, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. You're, I, I, on me, I should have clarified. On the court, with points in gameplay, he's not going to beat anybody. Nuts. That's what I'm saying. He, 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 may, <laughs> he may beat you with phys- physical uh, violence, but at, in gameplay, I, I think, I, I don't know. I, 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 I could throw shade at Draymond Green all day. Um, all right. So that is going to be our votes. Uh, we, we got the sweep for the Lakers in this matchup. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, if you get this, I guess tonight, if you're listening live, make sure to yeah. check out. If you're catching this on Friday, celebrate our victory <laughs> with us. Very true. As um, the Lakers. But it's going to be a fun game to watch. No matter what, I'm, I'm going to enjoy watching this game. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of star power on the court. Uh, and, and you can't really take away that, that the, uh, Steph and Draymond, even though I don't like Draymond very much, but the, the, the golden state warriors are still three time champs. And so got to respect it a little bit. It's going to be fun to watch tonight. Definitely excited to look forward to it. 
Um, so next game that we're going to be looking at, we talked a bit, of, uh, quite a bit about it earlier, is going to be the Mavericks and the Clippers. Um, Brooks. Game one. Oh, yeah, this is the game one. When is this happening? Yeah, first game, to clarify, okay. it's Saturday. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, we're just, this is just game one, not the whole series, just who wins the first game of the series. So, opening game of the series, Brooks, who are you taking to win this game? Mm, I've debated on this one. I feel like the, I feel like the Clippers kind of tanking the end of the season is going to maybe take them a little bit to get things back running. I think the Mavericks are primed for a game one upset. While I still think the Clippers probably take the series, I think a Mavs game one win uh, is something to look for. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go Luka goes crazy, and the Mavs steal game one from the Clippers. Good, 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 uh, good analysis there. Dustin, game one. So not the series, but game one alone. Dallas Mavericks versus the LA Clippers. Who do you pick to win this first game in the series? I'm going to be a homer like I usually do with most of these picks and take the Mavericks for no reason. <laughs> I gave you some good reasons, though, there, Dustin. Just piggyback no, off me. Has reasons, <laughs> I, I, have no reasons I, I, I am taking them because I think uh, – I'm, I'm picking the Mavericks like, as well. Dude. Uh, We're either I'm, all taking shots this weekend, or nobody's taking. Basically, shots. <laughs> there's no there is no contest this week. I I I want I I I want the Dallas Mavericks to win one, but uh, on top of that, I do think that uh, the current roster of the Clippers that makes them the biggest one of the bigger threats in this playoffs just doesn't have enough time together yet, and I think this first game is Mavericks by like less than five points. So that's going to be my prediction for for the for the first game of the Mavs Clippers. Uh, Question. What's up? I guess I, I should have figured this out. Is Porzingis healthy? <laughs> he's never healthy. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I just assume he's never healthy. Day to day. He just like pops up. Yeah, he's Dylan Cantrell, dude. What is he doing? Is he? Act- I don't see him sitting out. Anyway, uh, either way, I, L- Luca can carry for your Dylan game. Dylan Cantrell. Luca can so carry it's a, one game at least. It's a Lakers sweep and a Mavs sweep. All right, guys. Yeah, it's the first I think that we've had. We're going down. Right. We're all going down. Is, is that the first time where we've had all three of us pick the same? <clears throat> now we've I think in a whole entire in like both picks. I think this is the first time we've ever. That's what I'm saying. Like one we, early on that we went the same both ways. Do you know what long. I? I think there is because back whenever we were all like kind of blindly hoping that Texas Tech football would win. And we'd all pick them. I think that's whenever, like, I think we had to have probably had one back then. Yeah. All right. We had a couple early on, but it's been a long time. So uh, we have, uh, I think, probably maybe for the first time in a long time, we have a sweep. All three of us are picking the Lakers out of the uh, play-in game starting in about 20 minutes. And for game one on Saturday, Mavs versus Clippers, all three of us are picking the Mavs to take that first game. Um, So... As far as the shots owed, I am down to two shots. Dustin paid off his one. Brooks got a got a big old donut for for going uh, flawless last week, so he owes zero shots. So anybody out there, take this look. Oh, dude, roll with it. I I, I hope you're right this week. Um, I'm in Vegas this weekend, so <laughs> let's go. <laughs> um. So anybody out there listening, uh, make sure you do pay off the shot bet debt that you do owe us. Uh, pay it off, people. <laughs> uh, 
I'll, I'll, Dr- we'll send Draymond Green to kick your nuts. <laughs> That's it. He's not gonna. He's not gonna score on you, but he'll kick you in the balls. All right. Um, so, anybody wanting to pay off a shot bet, please do so at this time, or uh, if whenever you're listening to the show, and uh, post us, tag it. Uh, sorry, post it, tag us in it, or you can just email it to us at the uh, at the podcast email. Um, so yeah, that's going to be kind of the, the wrap up the shot bets. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the episode, jump to our final shots for the week. Dustin, what do you have for your final shot for the week? Quick shout out to Texas tech men's golf. Yeah. They clinched a regional championship today. The second ever in their history. Dating back to 2010 was in their last one. So that gets them a spot, automatic spot in nationals, their 13th national tournament. So they'll be playing in that next weekend. But it's huge just to win, win that in a regional championship and get our second regional there. Going in as some big dogs, I guess, next weekend. Dominated that dominated, regional too. Dude. Holy dominated. shit. Wasn't even close. So shout out to men's golf. Yeah, Texas. let's go. Wreck them. Go get a natty. All right. I forgot I forgot they were fighting for a netty. That's awesome. That's good to good to see. All right, Brooks, what do you got for us for your final shot for the week? I'm rolling it back to last week. I think it was Thursday. A legend, Udonis Haslam. The most efficient, effective four minutes of play God, of, ba- of basketball I've ever seen in my life. Or three minutes, Udonis Haslam checked in. If you're not familiar with what happened, Udonis Haslam has been a lot the longest tenured Heat player. Uh, he was on that 03 team or 06 team that won the NBA championship, was there for the LeBron Miami runs, is still on the Heat, but hasn't played at all this season. Checked in to play the 76ers and proceeded to score four points and then immediately get ejected after going at Dwight Howard <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, for something that happened in last year's finals. Yeah. Was it double text sent out of the game? The most efficient minutes ever. <laughs> uh, just a legend. Love you, Donis. The fact that he's just like getting paid a lot of money to basically be a coach and sit on the bench. And then he comes in and immediately picks a fight. No just kind of, just freaking love it. That's his, it's like the most Udonis Haslam thing to ever Dude, happen. As soon as him and Dwight were on the block for that free throw, it was over. Like, <laughs> chicken winging him. He's like, I'm trying to start some shit. Let's go. Uh, yeah, it was that. just it was great, great clip. It, that one it was great. awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, then Twitter was just having a great time with it because everybody fucking respects Udonis Haslam. He hasn't played any at all, but everybody still loves the dude. And that the fact that he just goes out there to start shit, it's kind of funny. You don't have guys like that anymore in the NBA, so True. he's a dying breed. Yeah, yeah. you do gotta love it. Nah, good final shot. Good final shot. Uh, whenever you wrote UD in the show notes, I was like, UD, what is? What could he mean by that? And then as soon as you said, I was like, golf clap, golf clap. Had to that. give a shout out good. to it that guy. It was a good guy. shout out. Uh, mine is going to be going to uh, one of the most hated uh, franchises in this uh, in this podcast. It's going to be going to the Astros with that sweep. They're actually going up against the uh, Oakland A's this weekend. Going to be going uh, to try and take back over the uh the division on this one i i'm, I'm excited for it uh, I, I, yeah love you too buddy um that is gonna be my <laughs> shout out it's just uh astros kind of getting it back together even though they, they lost uh springer this year they're still 
performing very well and keeping their 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 offensive power going really well. Hope they beat the A's and hope they can take over the division would be something I really want to see. But that is just my final take for the week. I love baseball. I, I really do love watching it. Even the regular season gets a little boring in the middle. I, I, it's still fun to have it back. Um, okay, so that is going to wrap up this week's show. Uh, as far as so we, uh, I guess uh, now that we do have a, lot, a few more people here, I do want to discuss. First off, J Jack, finally we got you your shirt. It is on the way for you. Uh, we will we will write you very soon, and hopefully you get that to you. Uh, but also, we are going to be taking a little bit of a break from the t-shirt giveaways. I needed to mention that a little bit earlier, and I kind of forgot about that. Uh, so we are going to be retiring for now the 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 first and original Tailgate Crasher shirts. We'll be giving them away uh, on special occasions maybe, but uh, that's those are going to be retired for now. We're going to be working over the next couple of weeks, maybe the next couple of months, on getting a new logo and getting some more shirts out so we can go back to doing the giveaways. But J-Jack will close out the first year's giveaways and uh, congratulations to you. I want to make sure that if you are listening to the show at this point, make sure if it is on Spotify or iTunes that you do give us that subscribe. And if it is on iTunes, make sure you write in that that uh, review. Give us a five star rating. Help us out a ton. Yeah. Go ahead. If we've sent you a if we've sent you a shirt, you should go give us a review. It would be, you know, cover that cost of the shipping and handling a little bit. <laughs> That'll be nice. That'll be very, very yeah. nice. And yeah, we love you forever. So, <laughs> Brooks's love is eternal. Just so you know, it is. <laughs> so, uh, it is. no, it, it just it, it helps us out a ton. Even even one extra person listening to the show for a week, or one extra person giving us a like, one extra person uh, giving us a review, it helps us out a ton. It really does. It moves us up on the ratings, and uh, it, it'll it'll further along our hopes of of being able to hopefully eventually be able to get a good sponsor for the show so we can continue to bring this to you and uh, continue obviously doing what we love to do, which is talk sports with you guys, talk sports amongst each other. Um, so uh, if you're wanting to give us a follow uh, on social media, uh, you can look at uh, on, on Twitter. It's tailgate underscore talks. We're on also on Instagram and Facebook. Personal account for Dustin is at Dustin Wimmer 22 on Twitter. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B Barrett. Me, you can find me at, Blanca, where the L is a one. And uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you go swing by the YouTube channel. Give that a subscription. Give that a follow. All you got to do is just click that little subscribe button and hit the bell for it to be notified anytime we get new content posted on there. We've been doing a lot more work on there. We've been getting a lot more uh, uh, content out there on the YouTube page. We've been getting it out on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Little bite-sized nuggets from the show instead yeah. of like the whole episode, just kind of little, little, it's little good. bits in there for you guys to check out that are you know three to five minutes long. Just a good like five minute listen, a, a, a little, a little, you know, little, little chunk of the uh, thing. And Brooks edits it down, kind of adds some music and some some videos. They've been coming out phenomenal, honestly. I love love the edits on those. So go hit up the YouTube page. Make sure you give that a subscribe. Make sure you ring the bell so you get notified when anything gets posted on there. That way, uh, and uh, obviously like any video that you see on there. You hear me? Like it. So, um, I think that kind of wraps up the week. Uh, any Anything else y'all want to kind of throw in for this episode, guys? I think we had a good one. This is a good show. Catch y'all at the next tailgate. Such a good sign-out. Dang it. I love it. All right. Catch y'all later, guys. Peace. <laughs>